fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. I would say what episode this is, but we've been away for too long that I honestly can't remember what episode number this is. 16, 17, somewhere along those lines. But Happy New Year, moviegoers. We're super excited to be back. We had a good break away. Um, we got to see a movie. Well, I saw a couple movies, but we saw a movie that we'll talk about in a little bit here. But uh, Josh... How are you doing? How was your time off? It was fucking... Words, man. It was really awesome. Yeah, wow, that's the first time that's happened. Um, It was really awesome, man. Like, uh, my family and I rented a cabin up in in Georgia, and all kind of stayed up there for the the week of of Christmas, so that was fun. And, uh, uh, of course, I got to see a certain movie that we'll talk about here soon, recently. And Let's, oh man, how was your Christmas? We, we you and I have been pretty busy, haven't got to talk a lot. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, more or less, kind of had two Christmases. So Christmas Day, I was here with my family. We had my uncle in town. It was pretty low key. It was pretty nice. Uh, and then a few days after that, I went up with Heather to visit her parents up in Illinois. So we kind of had like a second, like a Hobbit second Christmas, uh, which was really nice. We got to see. The movie that we talk, we're going to be talking about here in a couple minutes. I got to see it again for a second time with uh, Heather's sister, who loved it, and I like introducing people to good movies. Uh, it was a nice, relaxing time. It wasn't nearly as cold as I would have liked up there, but it was still nice to see relatives. Nice to get away for a couple of days and relax. But even better to get back to the podcast and be talking to you about movies. So the movie that we've been talking about, that oh. I'm I'm so happy to be talking about this, uh, is Aquaman. So, the last episode, we, it was more or less the opening weekend for Aquaman, so we didn't really get a chance to talk about it before our year-end review came out. I think we kind of said Aquaman was good before we got a chance to see it. Also, side note, didn't see Into the Spider-Verse yet, um, when that video came out. I gotta say, that's probably the best animated superhero movie of the year and one of the best animated movies of the year in the Spider-Verse is amazing, but we're talking about Aquaman right now. Oh, man. Oh, whatever DC has been missing in their movies, they sure as heck found it in Aquaman. I walked out of that theater both times just satisfied going, this, this is what I wanted. Where has this been? Yeah. And, like, I think you and I were were talking about what... What what's the secret formula? What's different about this movie? Because Jason Momoa puts on an absolute amazing performance in this movie, uh, and the music's amazing. And maybe it's just maybe it's just a change in director. I don't know. Like, I I don't want to point the finger and say that that's it because that seems easy to me. But I I think that is kind of a big part of it. It this movie, it's fun. It embraces what it is. Without dipping the spoilers, you see a dude with dreadlocks riding a seahorse into battle, and it's the best thing you'll ever see. It's so awesome. Like, it embraces what it is. It's a comic book movie through and through. It felt like a living, breathing comic book from the costumes to the music to admittedly some of the cliche dialogue of what could be greater than a king? A hero. That seems like it's ripped right out of a comic book in it's kind of a cheesy way, but it embraces that cheesiness. It's just fun. It really is. And I think the best part about it is everybody's really acting really well. I mean, I think maybe there was a few times Mira was a little stale, but even then, like, I have no real complaints about anybody's performances in the movie. No, I thought Mera and Aquaman played off each other incredibly well, which is kind of a big deal for me because they are one of the few like actual big deal comic book couples. You got Superman and Lois Lane, Peter Parker and Mary Jane, but there's very few comic book couples that are like super well known that like stay together and are married and stay together through the length of the comics and Aquaman and Mera kind of have been. And they have a great rapport. They have a great relationship in the movie. And it's just just fun. Like I said, the action's fun. The humor is spot on. I really enjoy the humor. My only complaint about the movie, and it's a weird nitpick, is the use of pop music. Like, holy yeah. crap, you butchered Africa in this movie. Dude, okay, we might just 
to me because I was I was bumping. I was having a great time to that. No. To oh, Pitbull. man, I think it was one of my favorite songs. The soundtrack's good, but the use of music is worse than Suicide Squad. Um, but, fair. hey, it's already okay. made more money than Suicide Squad. Yeah, well, that it doesn't have to try hard to do that. So, so the crazy thing with Aquaman right now is it's on pace to be the highest-grossing DC movie since The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, dude. And it's doing it kind of quietly, too. Like, there's... I I personally haven't seen or heard a lot of ads about it. Yeah. I've been following it because I'm... I've been an Aquaman defender for a lot of years now, and I kind of just... I would like to see it just do better and better, just be like, yes, that's my boy representing. I defended you for a lot of years, and now... Reap the benefits, Aquaman. So opening weekend, I forget, it was either 67 or 72 million opening weekend. It's second weekend, it made 56. So it's not losing a lot of traction. That's really good. Yes. I I, I think this has single-handedly restored our faith that, you know what, maybe there's all hope is not lost. Yeah, I agree. Like... All it takes is one, and I'm back, man. Like, I was starting to doubt a little bit, but I'm back, man. Shazam looks Absolutely. great. I'm back on board, baby. Let's do this. DC. No, exactly. Then we're DC, just going to sit here back. and we're going to have Without dipping into spoilers, though, I just want to talk one more thing about Aquaman before we move on to our discussion for the day. How great was it? Again, without saying spoilers, how great was it? When he comes out in the classic suit. Oh. It was amazing, dude. Especially with his, with a character that's in that scene that, like, she's just like, yeah, it's the one true king. And you're like, yes, yes, he is. He's the one true king. You're like cheering the entire time. I kind of felt like the proud parent that's just like, yes, that's my boy. There he is. (laughs) Yes. Because he comes out, and for all these years, there's been so many jokes from, like, Big Bang Theory to TV shows, like Entourage and everything else, like making fun of Aquaman from people that clearly don't read the comics to be like, he just talks to fish. And in that moment, when he comes out in the classic gold and green suit, everyone shuts up and stops making fun of Aquaman and goes, oh, well, where's this Aquaman been? I'm going, he's been here the whole time, guys. Yeah. It, there's a lot of moments like that. So I think one of my favorite things, and this is such like a, my, a minor thing that has always bothered me about depictions of, of Aquaman, is, and what they I think they do right in the movie, is that Arthur is this... He is this guy who's just come from nothing, right? And there's no reason for him to talk prim and proper. But every incarnation uh, in the animation or in a movie that we've gotten up till now has talked prim and proper and very much like, oh, I'm from another world. Ah, ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, I kind of see that. I didn't even think about that, yeah. but you're right. Yeah, so in this one, all of a sudden... We have Jason Momoa, this Aquaman who it has come from nothing, whose father is just like, hey, you're going to know a lot of history and stuff. And he's thrust into this world where people say things that are very proper and very like, no, that's not the kingdom. That's not the way we do things. Like, just a lot of the interactions he has with Orm are just some of the best. Because it, 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 it really shows that difference between the two. But yeah, we'll just, we won't talk too much because I know if you and I get going, we're going to dip into spoilers and we don't want to do that. Yeah, we could have a whole Aquaman episode. I, Long story short, probably my favorite DC movie now, above anything else. Yes, above Wonder Woman, above Man of Steel. I This movie, I enjoyed it that much and it got me back on the DC trend. Like, I never was off it, but this kind of restores the faith that I was was starting to waver for me of maybe maybe it is time to give up. No. Nope. I'm staying back on this train for a good long while. I have faith going forward. It wasn't Superman that gave us hope in the DC universe. It was a man that could talk to fish, and I'm so happy he was there for the ride. 
But I don't think we're done with Superman. We'll get into that right now, actually, because our main discussion for today, no more news topics today. We'll get back to our regularly programmed like schedule of topics and discussion next week. But for now, we're just going to be doing our 2019 movie predictions of things that we think are going to be happening in the calendar month of the next 12 months in the world of movies and entertainment. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about every year because I, I just love predictions and making wild accusations and seeing what sticks. And every once in a while, I'll say something and it ends up being right and I get to be happy with that. But more often than not, it's a swing and a miss, but it's still fun to make some guesses. Um, and boy... Looking at the notes you put, Josh, we're going to have some really big swings and misses here. Oh, bro, yeah, because you're like, hey, just put some predictions on there. And I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, because you're way smarter than me. So I was like, I'll just, you know, throw some stuff against the wall. There's one in particular that I I saw and I was like, oh, oh, Josh. (laughs) Yeah. But we'll we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get some of the big ones out of the way first. Um, Avengers Endgame. Swinging for the fence is big. This one, obviously, is going to be a big deal in the world of entertainment next year. And I think one of our predictions that we both agree on, I think, is going to be the biggest opening weekend for a movie in history. It's going to pass Force Awakens opening weekend, I think. Of I think it was $250 million opening weekend for Force Awakens. I can't remember. I think it'll beat that. However... I don't think it's going to be the highest grossing movie of 2019, but we'll get to that movie in just a second. Josh, yeah. what are you bringing to the table endgame-wise for predictions? Um, I agree. It will have, I think, potentially one of the biggest opening weekends, but I don't think it's going to make the most money this year. Um, I Are we talking end credits? Um, yeah, we could talk end credits. Okay. Because we both um, have so different ideas for the end credits, we I think. We do. I, I, I agree. So... Uh, even like with how we could go about both of them, because I think you can do Galactus with Galactus without showing Galactus. Oh no, can, I don't have physical yeah. Galactus in my end credits for my predictions. I have a reference to Galactus. I actually think it's going to be Silver Surfer. Oh yeah, because the Silver Surfer always comes first. Or even not necessarily seeing him, but like seeing his foot and maybe the board in the corner of the shot. Yeah, and that's enough. Something simple. Um, I, however, I think that they're going to end this with on a on a positive note. I think we're at, we're we're I, I'm going to stick to my guns and say I think we're they're doing a Fantastic Four end credit scene. Maybe just and not, maybe not all four. Maybe just Reed Reed Richards. Um, yeah, cause, like I think we talked about a few months ago of him like just having a shot of a phone ringing or something and having a long, having a long arm come and pick up the phone. But you know, (laughs) so, uh, if we were, if we were playing poker, I would see your fantastic four and I would raise you that we will see the fantastic four in an end credits, but I don't think it's actually an end game. So I've had this theory, um, for a while now since Spider-Man homecoming, actually, I've had this theory that, remember in Spider-Man Homecoming, um, one of the subplots in the movie that never really got resolved was the selling of the old Avengers Tower. So someone's buying it out. To me, there's yeah. two options here. One, yeah, which yeah, is the yeah, obvious yeah. answer, could be it's the new Oscorp. You already have the circle and the A. The circle just becomes yeah. an O. However, the option I'm going with, and my bold prediction, is the Fantastic Four will be the end credits for Spider-Man Far From Home. We'll get Spider-Man back home in New York with one of his friends, maybe Ned or MJ. They'll look up and go, oh, cool, the building's done. We'll pan up to what used to be the Avengers Tower, and instead of the A, it is now a 4. It's the Baxter Building. We don't see any of the Fantastic Four, but now they're there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'd be down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had a, um, I had a thought. Right now, uh oh, you know, because we, we, yeah, we, we like to talk and we have our creative juices going. Um, what if because the scrolls are, are being introduced into Captain Marvel, 
what if Fantastic Four make an end credit scene there? Uh, I don't think the rights will go through in time. Even at the fast rate this is going. I don't care. (laughs) Uh, But I agree. Um, I think if we do get Fantastic Four as a movie, their first villains are going to be the Skrulls. Oh, easily. Because that's a Fantastic Four villain. And then you build up to Doctor Doom. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, we said... Oh, before we transition, um, let's try and predict some deaths in Endgame, shall we? Thanos. Dead. That's that's kind of a given. That's a real hard prediction right there, I'm sure. Um, actually, I, it's, hard, Thanos, it's hard to think of how we would get out of Endgame without killing Thanos. All right, then let's predict who kills him. Um. Ooh, that's tough. I'm, I'll go with the comic it, and say Nebula. Yeah, you know what? No, I'm gonna agree. Nebula, in the way that they've built the story so far, Nebula almost has to be the one. Yeah. Well, if, um, if anything, they just put the final dagger in. Yes. If nothing else, she will act. She will absolutely be a huge part of why he dies, if not be the one that gives the killing blow. So, uh, I think Iron Man's dying. I don't think Cap is dying. Really? I don't think Cap is dying. I've, I I was on that for a Cap long time. I don't think he is anymore. What? What changed your mind? I don't know. I'm just kind of getting this change of heart of some of the wording that they're using doesn't make me think he is dying. They've said he isn't done in the role, whether that's like he's doing something else or maybe he goes ends up back in time and ends his journey with Peggy back in the 40s or whatever else. Because, yeah, you know, I of all people were high on the train of thinking Cap was absolutely going to die. He's going to die. He's going to die. Not just in Infinity War, but for lots of movies, I've been saying Cap's going to die. I, I'm i not thinking that anymore. I think Iron Man's going to die, but Cap stays alive, just not in the movies anymore. This is absolutely his last movie, but I don't think he's going out on his back. Hmm. Okay. So, okay. we talked um, that this is probably going to be the biggest opening weekend of 2019 and of all time. But we don't think it's going to be the highest grossing movie of 2019. We think, I think both of us agreed on this, that the mm-hmm. highest grossing movie of 2019 is going to be Disney's Lion King. Easily. Easy. I don't think it's just... going to be even be close. No, I don't think so either. I think if it's even halfway good, then people are going to flock to this like nobody's business and are going to see it multiple times. This has such a wide demographic reach of... Adults, kids, everyone in between, everyone has some form of a connection to Lion King. And unlike Aladdin, the trailer was received positively and has generated this positive word of mouth that I think a lot of people are anticipating this. Like, some of the other live-action ones have done pretty well financially, but they're not Lion King. If you get this even halfway close to the original... Oh, they're going to roll in cash for this. Disney's just going to have a big 2019 in general. Yeah. And so because of the wide demographic, it's also why I put Detective Pikachu to be the second highest grossing this year. Yeah, explain that one to me. So, okay, first of all, how can you watch that trailer and not get amped? Unless you don't like Pokemon, do you? Oh, no, I'm not a Pokemon fan, but I got amped for the trailer. Doesn't mean I think it's going to be anywhere near Lion King's box office draw. So, I think it is. Because of the success, recent success, of the Switch games, the new ones, that because those, those are flying off the shelves right now. And then Pokemon Go has been, has been big for several years. Not only that, so then you have people that grew up with Pokemon, like you and me, who will go see this movie without a doubt. And then you have the new gen, these new generation, the, these kids that are just learning about Pokemon. So they're gonna get, they're gonna go. I, I, I think it's all the same demographic as Lion King. It's that's why I said second highest. I think, um, 
I don't, I think it'll do well, but I don't think it'll do that well. I think the top three uh, box office movies of the year are all going to be Disney movies, and I think the order for the top three will be um, Lion King, Avengers Endgame, Toy Story 4. I think those will be the top three. I think Toy Story 4 ends its run higher than Episode 9. That wouldn't be hard to do. No, I don't think so. I I think Episode 9 will absolutely be in the top grocers, but I don't think it's going to be in the top three. See, once we get a full trailer, then I'll know better as far as Toy Story 4 goes. Because depending on how that first trailer, actual full trailer goes... I can totally see Toy Story 4 making more money than Endgame. Well, we'll see. Toy Story 3 made a billion dollars. So if Toy Story 4 is good and they like market it as this is the last one, then yeah, I could definitely see this being a billion and a half or a billion dollars. Easily. Even though they totally marketed 3 to be the last one. But anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it'll be any surprise that Toy Story 4 will probably be good. Here's hoping. Well, that'll segue us into what movies we think are actually going to be pleasant surprises. And kicking us off is one that's really not getting a lot of buzz, considering it comes out in a few months, actually. But has kind of flown mm-hmm. under the radar, unless you're a wrestling fan. And that's fighting with my family. I think this is actually going to surprise some people. I, I agree. Uh, Paige Hair is really oh, going to no. be putting. <laughs> yeah, I had to, you know. Um, I, I I agree though. Be- a lot of it is because of The Rock and how much effort he has put into this movie as well. On top of everything else, um, I think this is a movie about female empowerment that it, people are not expecting. Nor does the mainstream audience kind of know about it. So, yeah. I don't, you know, it'll, I think it'll be a good time. So for those of you who don't know, Fighting With My Family is about this um, former wrestler in WWE named Paige who kind of grew up in this wrestling family. And so she made her way through the ranks and then ultimately ended up in WWE at like the age of 20 or 21 and had a really good run for them for a little bit before she ultimately had to retire due to a, a neck injury. But she's got this really fascinating story, and the trailer actually wins me over. The first trailer was awful, like one of the worst trailers I've ever seen for a movie. It was so cringy. But the second trailer was really good and seemed to actually be a really good behind-the-curtain look at the life of a professional wrestler, which we've gotten a couple times, but it's never been in a comedic aspect like this appears to be. We had The Wrestler, which was a phenomenal movie, but it's really depressing. So I kind of am looking forward to having a fun take on the world of professional wrestling and movies. That being said, I don't expect this to be like a blockbuster smash. But in terms of critical reception, I'm expecting this to surprise people. Oh, I agree. Um, I think yeah, between the female empowerment story that we got going on and just the acting cast that they've got is actually not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, and I think got a stacked lineup the, the, for this. Oh, totally. I mean, two in comparison to the wrestler, because the wrestler is about the end of a guy's career, and yeah. this is very much about the beginning of someone's career. And there's so much comedy and so much just wonder in in how Paige started that I, I, it, I don't see why you wouldn't make a movie about it. So, I don't know. I, we started making these notes before the trailer dropped. I don't know if I can consider this a surprise hit anymore based off how positive the feedback was for the trailer. But I think Men in Black International is going to do really well. This looks like a ton of fun. Dude. I I think that Hemsworth's comedic chops are highly underrated. Oh, yeah. And He's you can funny. tell... Oh, dude, his timing in the trailer is hilarious. Also, uh, I need to learn her name because she's a fantastic Tessa actress. Thompson. Tessa Thompson from uh, the Creed movies, correct? Am I saying that right? And Thor Ragnarok. 
Oh, yeah, she's in Thor, isn't she? (laughs) Just Ragnarok. Yeah. Wasn't there to help out in Infinity War at all. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just kind of forget that Ragnarok happens sometimes. Really? Um, It's a great movie, but it ruined my Planet Hulk storyline, and now I don't want to look at it anymore. Wham, wham, Men in Black. (laughs) I know. Anyway, Men in Black. With with Liam Neeson. That is it yeah. just me, or are they telegraphing it a mile away that he's a secret bad guy? Either that, or that's what they want you to think. I I don't think they're smart enough to do a double turn on a turn. You don't know that. <laughs> I could I could dream held. You are. We just talked. We just praised them in the last episode, but it's Sony. I don't think they're that smart. Yeah, that's fair. But this seems like a lot of fun, and honestly, what the Men in Black franchise needs right now is fun and a fresh coat of paint, and this seems to be it. Speaking of fun and a fresh coat of paint, we already talked about it earlier, Detective Pikachu. I don't know if this could be considered a surprise either, but I think this is going to blow some people away. Oh, dude, I think this movie's going to be way more fun than anybody's ready for. Yeah, the... Pokemon look amazing and not creepy at all, unless it's the mime, but he was creepy in the original anyway. He was in, but the way that he's presented in the trailer, he's supposed to be creepy. He's supposed to make you uncomfortable. But, oh, dude, Pikachu and especially Charizard look so dope. I cannot wait to see this movie, and I think it's going to do surprisingly well this year. Oh, I agree. So... I have one more before um, I hand it over to you who have a couple more picks. But all these are kind of re- rely in the realm of comic books. Obviously, that's our forte. Shazam is going to knock it out of the park. Mark my words. Doubters beware of Shazam. I think this is going to be a better movie than Captain Marvel. That being said, Captain Marvel is going to make more money because it's Marvel. But Shazam is going to knock it out of the park and get DC back on track and give them a ton of confidence going into a later prediction that I have that Josh doesn't know about yet. Oh, it's I don't like one, it don't when worry. you hide things from me. Um, but no, yeah, I, I agree. I think Shazam, and I think I said this from the beginning, even when you were like, this doesn't look good at all. I, I genuinely think this movie is going to just come out of nowhere for, for a lot of people. I for, it's April, right? It's a, I'll be curious to see what is around it in terms of releases to see if it will have legs enough to be a big smash. But I think yeah. this is going to be the one that takes people's breath away of, oh, okay, gets DC back into the game, and they're... I'll, I'll talk about it later. I think this is going to give DC the confidence to do some things later in the year or announce some things later in the year. But, uh, Josh, you have a couple bold predictions that I w- I'm curious to hear your thoughts on in the words, <laughs> world of comic book surprises next, well, later this year, actually. What are yeah. um So, my top, my three, I'm going to tell you all three, and then we're going to break them down, right? So, uh, first, I've got Hellboy, and then Joker, and Titans. Yeah, explain Titans to me first. So, Titans, I'm, I'm talking about the show. Yeah, is season I, two coming back this year? I think so. I, I'm almost certain, but I'm not. Because if 100%. it doesn't, that's kind of a waste of a prediction. I agree. It's going to have a great 2019. Josh, it doesn't come back till 2020. But I think you're right. I think it comes back in the tail end of 2019. Yeah, very tail come back end. Um, yeah, no, I think this show has. Look, you know what? Fine, I'll start backwards and work my way backwards through the through my three. Fine, Nathan. Whatever. Um, (laughs) But I think this show, especially in the last few episodes, has finally found its legs and knows what it's doing. And season two is going to just blow all of us away. And no more will you get, will people be like, I don't want to watch it. Starfire looks weird. Or, hey, like, this is weird. Like, no, like, you'll have people being like, no, 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 no. You have to watch it. It's incredible. Well, so, so far it's done a really good job with that. I don't know if you've seen the finale yet, 
which I haven't yet. plays more like a mid-season finale than an actual season finale. And I've looked into it, and they've kind of explained why. But um, believe it or not, that whole F Batman line from the original trailer that it got so many people pissed actually plays into the overall story of the season finale in a really good way that I was like, oh, you brought that back. Awesome. But yeah, I, I can't wait to see what season two brings. And I think if word of mouth continues to generate for Titans, I think you're right. Season two could be a really big deal because we were both shocked by Titan season one of, oh, completely fire your trailer person because this is way better than you advertised. Yeah, absolutely. No, oh, completely. But on the same on the same token, though, I'm glad they didn't tell us more in the, in the trailers because, geez, we got so much more story than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on, I've got Joker. I so this is an Elseworld story, at least that's what we've been told. Um. I think this movie, especially with Walking Phoenix, is going to be way better than I think we're we're making it out to be. And I think part of that's just because a lot of us still have our feelings hurt by Jared Leto, and we're all still hurt about it. Yeah, I know, and we're all just kind of, man, we don't want that to happen again. Which I understand, but I mean, Walking Phoenix is a way better actor than Jared Leto. Like leagues better, and I don't know, man. I, I I'd be really interested to see what's going to happen with this, and I I wouldn't be surprised if it's. I don't think. I mean, don't hear me wrong. I don't think it's going to be one of the biggest movies next year. However, I do think it will do a lot better than I think people are giving you credit for. It's coming out in a time of year that it can do well if it has. If it's even halfway good, I don't think there's anything around it that could challenge it for the box office. Also, its demographic isn't one that's going to be challenged by something else because rumors are be to be believed to be true. It's going to be an R-rated movie, which that in and of itself kind of narrows down your audience a little bit more than your casual comic book fan. So, yeah, yeah if this is halfway decent... There's no reason why it shouldn't do really, really well at the box office because it will be unchallenged for a little bit. DC was smart to slot it into this position more or less by itself with not a big budget. They're taking their time with this one, not focusing a whole lot on it or like kind of forcing it. They're just letting this movie happen, which I'm really excited about. Now, what is your last one, which is one that I definitely don't agree with, but I'll be curious to hear your thoughts on it. So... Hellboy has been a movie that ever since they released the, that first picture, I have been super hyped for. And you know what? Maybe me putting it, this on this list is literally just me just like hoping and praying that this movie is good. Probably. But at this point, which is, it probably is. Um, but at the same time, I, I think it has potential. I think <laughs> my problem with the movie is um, that first picture that we got of it like the bright red with the flames and everything looks so cool. And that picture didn't match the vibe of the trailer at all. So that kind of left me a little jarred. That, and that's fine. And I think we are all dealing with the fact that it's not wrong. And that's throwing, I think it's throwing everyone because Ron Perlman has always been Hellboy. Even in the animated movies, he's always been Hellboy. So it's, you know, this has got to be what people felt like when, you know, Val Kilmer didn't reprise his role as Batman. Like, wait, no, like, Val Kilmer's Batman. You can't replace him. So we'll see what happens. I am think I think it's going to be a lot bigger than we're giving it credit for, but, you know, we'll see. Well, we'll agree to disagree, and if you're right, you can rub it in my I think face. somebody... Hmm. Oh, I totally will. Because I think somebody wants to put it on the next section of our list. I don't know. I won't go that far. I don't think it's going to be a flop. But, oh, boy, do I like talking about the ones that I think are going to be flops. And I think we're going to have a lot of big movies this year. I think we're also going to have some duds. And let's start it off strong. Well, not very strong because I don't think this movie's going to be that strong. Alita Battle Angel. So this movie was... Smart enough. It was originally slotted for that December um, 
either 20th or December 14th, like, death window where everything came mm-hmm. out, like Mary Poppins, Into the Spider-Verse, Aquaman, Bumblebee, yeah. Holmes and Watson, which apparently didn't pose any form of a threat so what, whatsoever, Mr. 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. This movie was supposed to come out then. They were smart enough to move it to February. I don't think it's going to make any difference. I think this movie's going to flop hard, like Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets hard. I don't know, dude. Because I'm pretty hyped for Alita. I think it looks super dope. I, I, I do think the one thing going against it is the sto- the only story details we do know from about it are pretty, like... They're pretty common and not anything really special. You know what I mean? So we'll see. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it might have some really cool scenes, like fight scenes. But I don't know. We'll see. So Disney is primed to have a big 2019. That being said, I think they're also going to have some major blunders and some major flops this year as well. I think there's going to be at least three Disney flops. One... Maybe not. I'm still kind of on the fence if I think it's actually going to flop or just underperform. The ones that I think are going to flop are Dumbo, Artemis Fowl, and the one I'm on the fence about, Aladdin. Okay, first of all, get away from Artemis Fowl. That's not going to flop. I, I will have faith in this movie until I'm proven wrong which is probably going to be upon the day that they release it, but whatever. You watch that um, embargo is going to lift 12 hours before the movie comes out. Oh, stop it. Dumbo is going to flop hard, though. Oh, dude, it, it is. Looked, that looks so it bad. Look tra- like trash. I, I think there are certain barrels of garbage fire in the you know sewers of New, New York that wish they could be as trashy and terrible as Dumbo. I I am not excited at all, and I think it looks terrible. It doesn't look like Dumbo. No, it looks like a scary-looking elephant that's going to eat me while I sleep. It's a Tim Burton movie, so probably. Um, But, yeah, Aladdin, I think that first picture killed a lot of its momentum that it may have had. Oh, I agree. I it's yeah. There's just certain proportions of it that are make make me uncomfortable. Like all these damage reports came out of like, no, don't worry. Will Smith's actually blue in the movie. That's just his human disguise. You could tell that had damage control written all over, and Disney's trying to spin it to be more positive. But um, we got another one that I think is gonna flop, and then there's one that I'm sad to say is gonna flop. We'll get to the sad news in a second, but the one I. I don't know if it's going to flop or not. I think you put this one on here, Josh. I think you you think, I think, because I don't... I'm I'm confusing myself on my words, but you think Sonic is going to flop. Yeah, Sonic is definitely going to flop. I don't think it's going to flop, but explain your reasoning. Sonic has calves in the picture. I don't think Just it's going to flop because Sonic has a lot of fans. Don't you dare bring up the weird fandom of Sonic. I won't, but you know there's people that are diehard that will see this movie again and again and again. And even if you take them out of it, there's still a lot of people that don't know about the fandom that grew up playing Sonic. So I think there's a pretty wide demographic that'll see this movie, whether it's good or not. Okay, you know what? I'll give you that. Until the first trailer. Yes. I don't think it'll be a good movie, but I don't think it'll be a complete flop. That being I said, yes, the calves it, are weird. Yeah, no. The fact... I, I don't and I don't know. It's such a weird thing to make me uncomfortable, but I, I think everything is going to be based on Sonic's design and how good or bad it is. And just like Dumbo, if you got a, a design of a character that makes everybody uncomfortable... And I don't think it's going to do well. It's like doing a Burger King King movie. It just makes everyone feel weird and doesn't really want to see it happen. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's a single person that was like, I want a live action Sonic movie. Well, there is definitely a demographic that wants to see it. 
Uh, not this kind of movie. It's the same people that like the 2006 Sonic. Mm, stop it. So, <laughs> last one for our predictions when it comes to flops. I really... I don't want to put this on this list, but I really... In the words of Han Solo, which he's been through the ringer lately, I got a bad feeling about this. Zombieland 2, I think, is going to flop. And it actually hurts me to say that, because I love the first one. But I think this is going to flop. I don't want to agree with you, but... This sequel is coming way too late. And... I don't know. Well, it might see. I think the saving grace is going to be the cult following. But then again, because the first one didn't do well either. The first one flopped too. Yeah, but that's because nobody knew what it was. But yes, you say it's got this cult following, which it does. But you also said that this movie came out way too late, and I completely agree. I'm really worried we may have an Anchorman two situation on our hands. Mm-hmm. I agree. However, oh no, yeah, because I was going to say, yeah, but Anchorman 2 wasn't good um, because it's not. But still, that could still happen with this. And I, I'm going to wait until we get more details, wait until we get a trailer to really be like, yeah, so it's going to flop. But yeah, there's not, it's not looking good. Yeah, I, I just don't know if the interest is there, even from the hardcore fans. I like Zombieland, but I don't feel I need to see a second one. I I would like to see a second one, sure. But I I just don't know if it's there, man. I want it to be, but I can't shake the feeling that it's not going to do that great. Um that's about it for our overall like box office predictions. We have some general predictions that we'll kind of round out the show with that just kind of our random thoughts and kind of bold predictions. Some of us have very bold predictions looking at you there, Josh. <laughs> hey, hey, some of mine are just hopes and dreams. <laughs> I have hopes and dreams. I'm gonna have some bold predictions. I'm gonna start off with a really big one now. Um, going back to what I said with Shazam and going to lead into some things. I think going off the back of Aquaman's success, and I think Shazam is gonna be super successful. DC's gonna get super proud of themselves, get a ton of confidence, and they're gonna bring their A game to San Diego Comic-Con 2019 with Warner Brothers' biggest Comic-Con panel ever when it comes to DC. Absolutely. I think they're going to announce several things. So I was going to say this till the end, but I can kind of lump them together um, with comic book movies. I think they're going to have the big surprise of 2019 revealed at San Diego Comic-Con. And that is Man of Steel 2. Mm. I think... I accept this is me. Henry Henry Cavill is in it. This is me dying on my sword with this claim. You can make fun of me all you want for this. I think two things will happen with the world of DC. He will (laughs) show... Superman, played by Henry Cavill, will cameo in Shazam. And second, he will come out to Hall H in San Diego Comic-Con and will announce Man of Steel 2, except it'll have an actual Superman title to it, like Superman Forever or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we will get confirmation of a Superman movie down the pipeline in the future. And we'll also get some other projects confirmed. Unfortunately, I don't think at this time Nightwing will be one of them, but we will get a slew of DC movies announced at Comic-Con because DC will get their traction back and they'll announce, just like they kind of did before when they thought they had success, they'll announce a whole bunch of movies, whether or not they'll actually happen. You know what? What have I got to lose? We're getting a Nightwing movie announced at Comic-Con this year. Oh, yeah. It's happening. Uh, I've got nothing to lose on this, and if I'm right... No, you don't. Because <laughs> really, at this point, if anything, you'll get your Nightwing in the Titans show. Yep. Um, but you, pretty you seem to think another DC hero is going to get a movie that it's announced. And actually, 
when I saw it in the notes, I don't think you're wrong, actually. I completely agree with you in your prediction. Oh, yeah. I think it, uh, given, you know, that, you know, Black Panther was such a big thing. Given that, you know, a lot of the things that, with superheroes that are happening and the move to have more ethnically diverse characters on screen, I do not see why DC will not announce a Static Shock movie this year. Because, first of all, why not? Second of all, why not? Because so you say we're getting a Static Shock movie announced this year? I... I will die on my sword for it. I I would be down for that, and I don't think you're crazy for saying that. I I think there's a better chance of a Static Shock movie being announced than my crazy Superman thing, but I don't think we're done with Superman just no, yet no, in the I, DC I Universe. So, so that I, was my I, big I prediction, but, you know... Got all the ones besides that, but I don't. I don't think DC's done, man. I think Comic Con no, no, is going to be their biggest Comic Con yet. No, I. So, bec- I recently rewatched uh, Judas Contract. Yeah. Um. Oh, which is still one of my favorite Teen Titans movies. Um. But it brought up the the you know the thought in my brain of the ability to switch out you know certain people in the lineup. And if I don't get a Static Shock standalone, I wouldn't mind having him be a part of a team. Ooh, that could be interesting. Yeah, with uh, the um, Blue Beetle, the um, Raimi's Blue Beetle, have a, if we're going to keep Batman at the age that he's presently at, which I don't think they'll do, but if they do, then you can totally justify having a Damian Wayne Robin and then having a young Raven. So, I don't know. Just things that could happen. <laughs> well, I think before I get revved up on another prediction, which now I'm going to just be wondering how we can close the show on even bigger of a higher and even more bold prediction, but I'm sure we can think of something in the interim. Let's try and bring it down. With some sad predictions, with some deaths, yep. we can have. We've kind of predicted some major movie characters are going to be killed off in this calendar year. I think we we both kind of agree with this one. John Wick is dying in John Wick Chapter Three. I agree. He's now I think he's Oh yeah, there's. If you don't have John Wick go out in a blaze of glory, are you even doing the character justice at this point? But there's, there's no way he's surviving till the end of this movie, I think. It just makes sense for his character to go out swinging. Yeah, because yeah, they've kind of established all the way up to this point that it's never going to stop. There's always going to be someone co- coming after John. So he's either going to have to die or fake his death. Both viable options. What if we got a Jason Bourne John Wick crossover? I would love it, but I don't think that's gonna it's happen. It's not gonna happen. No, it doesn't it doesn't work. I said it because it sounded super cool, but now that I've said it, I feel stupid. So So I this is gonna sound weird. I am so confident in this next prediction that I'm putting up a spoiler alert for it. Oh, so, if you don't want to know anything about Dark Phoenix, the next and probably final X-Men movie with Fox, skip ahead a couple minutes, because I'm this, like, if I'm betting anything on any of these predictions, it's this one. Mystique is dying in Dark Phoenix. Easily. Jennifer Lawrence I mean- has wanted out of this series for a long time. I think she's biting it. We know a character dies in the trailer of the show, Headstone. It makes the most sense if it's her. I think she's dying. I'm betting the house on it. I wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that because that could totally be a catalyst for a lot of people going against Gene. Yeah, but, you know, we'll, we'll see, man. I mean, because they've definitely established that Mystique is kind of she's not well liked, but she's well respected. On both sides of the mutant war. 
So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I I wouldn't be surprised though. That being said, I also am predicting Dark Phoenix won't be very good. Is it still officially happening, or did yes. they pull the plug on? Okay, it's still Wait, happening. It's it still got pushed back. I I think this movie's going to be really bad. I really do. And it'll end the Fox run of X Men characters kind of on a whimper, unfortunately. Uh, it's always going to end on a whimper. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, well, we're not done for death yet. We got one more. It's kind of out of left field, but in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Everybody's going, where is he going with this? Uh, Godzilla King of yeah. the Monsters, we have quite a few titans. The classic monsters from the Godzilla movies. We got Godzilla, Ghidorah, or Ghidra, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Rodan, Mothra. Super excited to see all of them. Obviously, not all these titans are getting out alive. Ghidorah seems to be the main antagonist, so he's probably going to bite it. However, it's not a war, and you can't establish a kingdom if you don't lose some soldiers along the way. Sorry, Mothra, but you're probably biting it. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I feel pretty safe in this prediction saying Godzilla's not dying in this one. What? Because you know that whole Godzilla versus King Kong thing. What if it was Mecha Godzilla versus King Kong? No, that that's the next. Well, we're probably going to get <laughs> Mecha Godzilla after King Kong versus Godzilla. I mean, well, yeah, but, and that's funny to say that we could have a Mecha Godzilla versus Godzilla movie in what two thousand twenty, two thousand. You know, like that's just crazy to think that that could be a thing that actually happens. And it sounds wonderful. Yeah, that like, what's wrong with uh, this? Oh my goodness. But yes, Mothra, the butterfly-looking one, I think he's biting it at the hands of Ghidorah in the movie. Um, But also, since it's more or less a a sequel to both Godzilla and a prequel to Godzilla vs. King Kong, there's absolutely going to be a King Kong end credit scene at the end of King of Monsters. Oh, totally. I think the one thing that I'm interested to see them explain is how, how King Kong and Godzilla actually like end up in the same area and are the same size. Cause there's some promo material going around that I've seen that doesn't look official. Like is some leaked, like someone snapped with the cell phone, but it kind of looks legit. And Kong is the same size as Godzilla. And I'm going, you grew what happened. Yeah. Well, to be fair, if they're, they're probably going to put, uh, put this movie in like present time. And the last time we saw Kong was back in, what is it, the Viet- Vietnam War? Yeah. So it's been quite some time. So Yeah, that's you know, fair. Maybe. Anyway, well, moving on. I don't think we're done with... that's the only goodbye that we're going to have to do. Yes, good segue. I, I don't think this character's dying, but he is going to have to make a very, very difficult goodbye and an even harder goodbye than the last time we said goodbye to this character. I think Toy Story 4 is going to have the hardest goodbye in any of the Toy Story movies, worse than Toy Story 3. So the cast has gone on, like numerous cast members have come out and said how emotional the ending of Toy Story 4 is, and I'm just going, oh no, I'm not ready for that, man. Toy Story 3's ending was enough for me. Um, But... I'm thinking Toy Story 4 is going to have the most emotional ending, probably of any Pixar movie, and I think it's going to end with Toy with with Toy um with Woody leaving the rest of the toys for good to live the rest of his life with Bo Peep. He's going to have to say goodbye to his friends and move on to a different stage in his life, and it's going to be a really hard goodbye say seeing Woody say goodbye to Buzz and the rest of the toys. Oh, I agree. I it I I don't see why you don't end it that way. You know like why you wouldn't end it because unless you're trying to plan on making more which don't because leave Toy Story alone. Um but you've got to end it in some kind of way that involves Woody go not walking into the sunset. Literally walking into the sunset like a cowboy. Even in the teaser poster, it's him on a hill approaching a sunset and a carnival. And I'm like, oh, we are going to have to say goodbye. And mm-hmm. 
as long as they do it right, all right, man, let's do it. Well, enough depressing stuff. Let's get to the murder. Yeah. So, Blumhouse's Halloween last year killed at the box office. Um, Um, Believe it or not, a sequel hasn't been announced yet, officially announced yet. But come on, it's Blumhouse. So, in 2019, we're going to get Blumhouse's Halloween 2 officially announced. Not only announced, we're going to get production actually underway is my prediction for it. However, Jamie Lee Curtis won't be coming back. That's my prediction for it. I can see that. I mean, I I haven't even seen the new one, but Jamie Lee Curtis has been wanting to leave this franchise behind for for decades. She said she'd come back for another one if they wanted her, but I I think they're going to start moving the movie towards Allison, her granddaughter, instead. Or, you know, just a different direction entirely, which I'd be okay with. My other prediction for Blumhouse's Halloween 2 is we will not be getting the same director with David Gordon Green returning for the sequel. I think we'll get a completely new director for this one. Um, David Gordon Green did a great job with Blumhouse's Halloween, in my opinion, but I don't think he's coming back. Not anything that he did. I think they're just going to get some fresh blood up in there. Um, well... We have one more of the depressing bit of news, but it's also one that's kind of already gone by the wayside, but I think it's going to become official, official in 2019 that the Uncharted movie starring Tom Holland will officially be canceled, but very quietly. So the director, Sean Levy, left a few weeks ago after he'd been working on it for a while. Um, Joe Carnahan, who was working on the script, left a while ago. Tom Holland is still attached to it, but... Like The Crow with Jason Momoa, it's been stuck in development hell for long enough that I think this movie's getting canceled, but quietly off to the side for now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised as well. So, you have a very interesting, and I'm sensing rant-filled theory for the Marvel's Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, so, I and part of this, I think, is just because I don't think Captain Marvel is going to be good. I, I think it's going to be an overpriced way to introduce the scrolls. There could, and I think at some point, somebody was like, hey, we want to have the scrolls play a, play a part in the, this whole Infinity War. Okay, yeah, well, we have to introduce them. How do we do that? Well, we don't have Fantastic Four, so how else do we do that? Well, there's that Captain Marvel chick character. That is true. We could do that. Uh, Is there a market market for Captain Marvel? Not really, but, you know, at this point, you know, all these little boys will just buy whatever we put in, put out there. Oh, yeah, all right, let's do it then. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Captain Marvel is going to be good. I just think they needed to make a movie for reasons. I don't know if I'd go that far because Kevin Feige has gone on record numerous times saying how much he likes the character of Captain Marvel and she's critical going forward. That being said, I don't think it's going to be that great, but it'll be it'll be fine. It's it's going to act more or less just as a prequel to Infinity War, no, uh, to Endgame. I mean, and that's about it. I. It's, I don't think it's going to be a very good movie. I really don't. Yeah. No, I agree. See? So... See, it's not that, that radical of a, of a prediction. <laughs> but on the flip side, you have probably the most <laughs> radical prediction of anybody that I have seen oh, when man. it comes to predictions in 2019. Let me, let me breathe for a second. <sighs> Prepare myself for this prediction that you put on the notes. Um... Um, <laughs> just, no. just lay it out there, man. Just lay it out there. background to, for this, okay? So Venom was okay at best, right? It, it was made it was over eight hundred million dollars. It was okay at best, right? Anyway, um, my hope and dream has always been to have Tom Hardy be Wolverine because I think he'd be perfect for it. He's the right height. He's the right build. He, his acting chops matches what Wolverine needs to do. Um, anyway, 
I I really just need them to in 2019 to scrap Venom plans so that they can have Tom Hardy play Wolverine. <laughs> and folks, he means this in a hundred percent sincerity. Oh, I, but then again, I've been saying ever since uh, Logan. I've been saying Tom Hardy needs to be the next Wolverine. So this isn't really anybody that talks to me about to me about movies has already heard this from me. So it's not that surprising. Yeah, but that even for me, that seems a little out there. But you do you, man. I always do me. Well, as much as it pains me to say, because normally this is my bold prediction every year. But this is how much I have lost faith in this project. That I'm going, this is the first time, literally in three years, that I've been doing prediction videos that I'm not saying this because that's how much faith I've lost in this. In 2019, we will not be getting confirmation of an Obi Wan movie. I agree. And that, that hurts me to say that. Like, it really does. But on the same token, and this has always been my thing. Much like the solo movie, is it needed? It would be cool, yes, but is it needed? Well, it's not needed, but it's something that the fans have wanted for a long time, and it's something that I have been clamoring for, like the old man shouting at clouds that it's going (laughs) to happen. And this is the first time in three years that I'm saying it's not going to happen this year. And you watch, because I said it's not in three months, it's going to be confirmed. Yes. So here's the thing. I, I, something you said kind of proved to me why it's not going to happen. You said that this is something that the fans have been wanting for a long time. Star Wars fans are the worst. Yeah. So why would anybody listen to them? That's true. <laughs> it's an unfortunate fact that Star Wars fans are the worst fans. Yeah. Well, let's see if I can come up with some other bold predictions before we wrap this up. My, my big bold prediction for 2019 is still the Man of Steel stuff with Henry Cavill not yep. being done. But let's see if I can one-up that. Um, CW, we're going to get Tom Welling back as Superman in the DC crossover event on CW this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you and I had that conversation. So you're going to be scratching your head with this one, and I kind of am too. I'm just throwing poop at the wall and seeing what sticks, but I can't <laughs> shake this feeling that sometime in 2019, in either the MCU or the DCEU, one of the two, I I can't believe I'm saying this, Nicolas Cage is going to join a comic book cinematic universe. Yes. I I actually 100% believe that in my heart. I do. I have no doubt. I don't know who, who he'll be, but he'll be there. Like, I just can't shake this feeling. And it's not just because I'm a Nicolas Cage fan. I think he wants in on one of the universes. I really think he does. Because he's a diehard comic book fan. And I think it'd be funny. And I I could absolutely see it happen. Oh, totally. It's just a matter of where. And when. And how. <laughs> and how much. And how did money. it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? Perfect segue. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, hold on. Let me go get my bear costume so I can punch somebody. Oh, punching bears. Do we have any other last big predictions? We've got some Not wild really, ones man. out there. I mean, I, yeah, I think that 2018 is going to be DC's year. Even with Avengers Endgame, I think DC is about to have a fantastic year. Between Aquaman and Shazam... Well, Aquaman came out this year. Well, Aquaman came out 2018. So they came, uh, technically, I guess. Yeah, sure. You mean Shazam and Joker? After, 
either either way, I think 2019 is going to be a good year for DC. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any last minute bold predictions, yeah, and I really. don't think I do. I don't know if I'll ever be able to top the million to one shot that I had. What was it two years ago when I said that Spider Man was joining the MCU and that ended up being right? No, dude. Could you imagine too, though, if Tom Hardy is is announced to be the next Wolverine? Do you know how much I would cry? <laughs> I'll be able to hear you. Oh yeah, all the way in Florida, dude. If if the Man of Steel scenario that I predicted happens in this year at Comic-Con, they'll be rejoicing in the streets like it's Mardi Gras. No, oh, totally. Oh, completely. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if we've got anything else, but I think that's about it. Yeah, man. Well, uh, what do you guys think at home? What are some big movie predictions that you guys have? Let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear them. I always like hearing wild and crazy predictions and kind of give us your thoughts as to why you went with those predictions. And as always, if you like what you see and want to see more, you can either find us on YouTube at Uncharted Media um, or Google Play, iTunes, whatever you're listening to us on. Subscribe to us there and be sure to share with other movie fans that you think would enjoy us. Because, yeah, 2019, let's continue to grow this podcast, get some more engagement, reach more of you guys out there. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.